I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, May 18th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, a California company has been accused of devising a fraudulent scheme to lure investors into buying $83 million worth of Royal Canadian Mint coins at high markups. Now, customers were told that these Red Tail Hawk coins, which you can just buy at the Mint, would diversify their portfolios into a safer asset. And that kind of tells you everything you need to know about how the economy is doing right now, Jay. Are coins a big part of your portfolio? Um, they were until this store. I own like a thousand <laughs> red tail hot coins. coins from the Royal Canadian Mint. No, but you know, it's funny because as you're saying that, I'll show you. We're on screen. Like I have this whole bag of coins that I think are rare coins. Wow, you do. And often I'll like do searches of them on Google. Very, very rarely are they very, very rare. Peak Pals, I had no idea that Jay had a large bag of coins that he thought may be rare on his desk. There's a larger zip bag for the listeners that they can't see. That's crazy, Jay. I'm not sure why you have that. And I think you probably should stop. <laughs> I think I should stop <laughs> listening to the people on TV about coins. But also a podcast with props isn't really a podcast at all. That's a vlog, if you will. Yeah, I don't have any coins. Do you? I mean, aside from these. No coins. You know, I, I inherited from my grandfather some stamps, some coins too, stamps and coins that I would look at when I was growing up. I thought the stamps were much cooler than the coins because the stamps, they had more detail and interesting things on them. The coins didn't. So I've not been a coin guy. And I think I'm going to stay away from the red tail hawk coins, at least right now. Well, let's see how the market goes. I have some to spare. So if you want <laughs> to, although this is, you're talking about stamps. We did once talk about Brewster's million and a million dollar stamp. We did talk about it once on this podcast. Brett, aside from, I guess, coins that are not more than their face value, what do we have for Peak Pals today? Well, we got a great episode, but before we get going, I did want to let you know, Peak Pals, a bit of a programming note. We're going to kick that early weekend off early. Why not, right? So no episode on Friday, no episode on Tuesday, but we will be back in your earbuds on Wednesday. And for today, our first story is Canadian Trucking has a tax dodging problem for our second story, who's paying for the EV transition? And for our last story, no such thing as a free TV. For our first story, a group representing Canadian truckers is sounding the alarm about a scam it thinks has reached a crisis level. And unlike a novelty mud flap, it's not a laughing matter, Brett. What is going on? So the Canadian Trucking Alliance, the CTA, is asking the CRA to step up its surveillance of a tax scheme referred to in the trucking industry as Driver Inc., where companies have employees register themselves as contractors selling their services. But unlike real independent owner-operators, these truckers don't own or operate anything. They still drive one company's vehicle, making them de facto employees. But since the company now technically pays a corporation and not an individual under this scheme, payments are free from tax deductions that come with paychecks. Last year, the federal government said it would invest $26.3 million to crack down on Drivers Inc. However, the CTA believes the CRA is a missing partner in making impactful changes. Now, per the CTA, companies and truckers collectively avoid paying $1 billion in taxes annually through the scheme. No, this isn't a sign to turn yourself into a corporation, Jay. Intentional misclassification of employees is illegal and you miss out on benefits and protections under the Canadian Labor Code. You certainly do. Some truckers willingly partake in the scheme, but companies have also been found to target vulnerable workers like recent immigrants or temporary foreign workers. Now to zoom out, there's nothing wrong with contract work. Millions of Canadians do it. However, a system built to misclassify workers is not limited to the trucking industry. In recent years, everyone from carpenters to pizza delivery drivers have spoken up against the practice. Not to mention gig drivers. For a second story, everyone wants to be a big EV player as long as someone else pays for it. Who's footing the bill, Jay? 
After stopping construction on their joint $5 billion EV battery plant in Windsor, Ontario, Stellantis and LG Energy have now threatened to relocate the factory if the government doesn't pony up billions of dollars in incentives to compete with what's on offer in the U.S. Now, to catch up on what's going on here, the auto and battery makers were offered $1 billion in subsidies that's going to be split between Ottawa and Queen's Park in return for locating in Windsor. But that was before the U.S. rolled out mega incentives for anything related to EVs through their inflation reduction. Act, the IRA. Last month, the feds offered Volkswagen an unprecedented subsidy package to build a similar plant in St. Thomas, Ontario, which could be worth up to $13 billion. As you can imagine, Stellantis and LG Energy feel pretty stupid for leaving money on the table. A letter from companies obtained by the Globe and Mail claims that Ottawa had committed to matching U.S. incentives after the IRA passed but hasn't followed through. Canada's innovation minister confirmed a Volkswagen-type deal is being discussed, but he wants Ontario to pay its fair share, which is where things start to fall apart, Brett. So Queen's Park says it hasn't been part of negotiations and points to the U.S. where states are not being asked to pay up. It's also unclear what's meant by a quote-unquote fair share. And it matters because if demands aren't met, there's a real chance that Stellantis and LG Energy walk from the deal, which would throw a wrench in the federal government's grand ambitions to build a world-class supply chain for EVs. But hey, at least we still have Volkswagen. For our third story, a startup called Telly has dominated the news headlines after offering a smart TV with a market value of $1,000 for free. There's a catch, Brett, as there often is. To subsidize your free TV, the screen comes with a little small display attached to the bottom that will run advertisements as you watch. Yeah, so here's the background on it. Co-founder Ilya Posen, who also co-founded free ad-supported streaming TV service Pluto TV, claims telly is the biggest innovation in television since color. That's a big claim. That is a big claim, but nothing's ever really free except the Peak's daily newsletter, of course. That is free, so go to readthepeak.com and sign up for free. Not only will users see ads on telly, which is the little bar below your screen, they've also agreed to pick up huge amounts of personal data. In addition to standard info like name and age, tele TVs will also gather data like your precise geolocation and social identifiers like your favorite sports team. What's your favorite sports team, Brett? You know what it is, Jay. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs, the greatest hockey team on planet Earth, uh, and we'll see too you next season. <laughs> too soon. Somehow, Telly is already in hot water after a tech journalist posted a screenshot of its terms of service that showed conflicting information about gathering data from viewers who are under 13. It matters because while Telly's terms of service are particularly egregious, the truth is that smart TVs collect more data than a nosy detective. Using tech called automation content recognition, a smart TV can spy on you as you binge Gilmore Girls for the hundredth time, Jay, which I know you do a lot. (laughs) I was going to say I feel (laughs) both attacked and seen at the same time. (laughs) This means your data is potentially vulnerable if a company were to ever face a security breach, kind of like what happened last year when Samsung was hacked. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to Canadian business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett, and have a good long, long weekend, Brett and Peak Pals. Wait.